Y'all, welcome back. I, I am so excited right now, and, and that's probably the most I've ever meant that statement. I always mean it, but I mean it a lot right now. This week, we are going to welcome to our humble little show a world-renowned, internationally acclaimed author, Megan Dara. Megan has written and published a couple of books, and she resides in Ireland, which makes her, I mean, a first on this show for so many reasons. But also, because she lives in Ireland, I messed up the time frames. So Eric, <laughs> who is normally with us and has read her book, or at least the recent one, uh, cannot join us because I scheduled this poorly. You guys know, anybody listening, I'm not a smart man. But we're just going to move on and we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Megan, you are the first author we've had on this on this podcast or whatever. And also the first person that doesn't live you know, in the United States. So, I mean... Welcome to the show. It's uh, it's four o'clock where I live in Colorado. What time is it right now where you are? Eleven oh four p.m. Lord, <laughs> it was like I thanks for joining us so late yeah, in the evening. Thank you, thank you for staying up for this. This is <laughs> well, crazy. Up really late, right in. So I love. It. So how's life with you? Like you know, like COVID and stuff. Like, it, 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 are restaurants open? Are you guys masks in public? What's going on? Um, I think the restaurants are open again. Um, I'm pretty sure we're still supposed to wear masks like when we go into like shopping centers and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm like back at work as well because I do um, youth work part time. So I've been back since like April. Um, and back in an office, actual setting yeah. or working remotely? Yeah, it's like a building that I go into and like the kids go there and stuff. Um, oh, cool. And um, like we're getting vaccines rolled out and I'm have I'm booked for next Wednesday. So that's good. Congratulations. Yeah, dude. Wow. So you're not. It's so I mean, I know here they're, they're pushing them hard and there's plenty of people that just are choosing not to get them or whatever. But what's the general vibe over there? Is everybody wanting it or is there a an anti-vax stance in your um, area as well? I mean, I think most people are getting it. Like my parents got it. My sister got it over in America. She's like over there now. Um, and I'm not sure about people at work. I know there were some people like, not like friends or anything I would know, but some people were saying they were a bit cautious because of like the possible side effects. Um, and like, I'm not getting, do you know, is it AstraZeneca? I think it is. Uh, I'm not yeah. getting that one because of like the blood clots or whatever it was. So I'm getting, I think the Pfizer one or something. Right. Um, yeah. cause I, I don't want to like, you know, damage my health or anything. Um, but I'm not sure how many people will be like against the vaccine over here, but I mean, I think the majority of people are probably going for the vaccine, which is good. Good. I'm That's glad good. to hear it. Cause yeah, it's, it's, it's wild, man. Um, okay. Then a couple of questions just in general, because I, I, we have, <laughs> believe it or not, we have two listeners in Ireland already. Now they actually, they, they haven't listened in like three or four months, but I'm sure your celebrity status will bring them right back. So for, for those two people and, and our millions of American listeners, uh, let's get to know you personally. We, we have a scientifically formulated quiz here that we ask everybody. It's, it's very standard questions. Are you, you ready? Yep. <laughs> All right. Standard question number one, would you rather have super speed or super strength? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, it is. Maybe super speed because I watched The Flash and he could travel back in time when he ran so fast and I think that would be pretty cool. So I'd probably pick super speed. That is a great answer. And great one answer. that I did, I, yeah, I didn't expect that because that's 
that takes it away because super strength is great, but that's that's the end of it. Speed, if you can break the time barrier. Oh, great answer. All right. Yeah, love that. Awesome. <laughs> Friggin' love that. What is your favorite breakfast cereal? And as a caveat, y'all eat cereal for breakfast, right? That, that's, yeah. that's a worldwide <laughs> thing, right? Okay, cool. Um, I mean, I've been eating Wheatles for years now. Um, but I mean, I used to like Cocoa Pops. Uh, I'm trying to think. I used to eat Cookie Crisp. Like I Ooh, on the sugar part. side, yeah, yeah there girl, girl after my own heart on that one for sure. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I can't eat stuff like Special K or whatever. I don't know. I just like <laughs> or like oatmeal. I can't eat that. Or I've been eating Weetabix again, um, but I put loads of sugar on it though. <laughs> so is is like overly sugary cereal? Is that a standard over there as it is here? Because that's pretty much all we have. Is that is that a normal thing for y'all? Um, I think so. I mean, there's like mm. different kinds of cereals, um, like loads of uh, different kids cereals and they'd be like filled with sugar. <laughs> I love that you call them kids cereals over here. That's just adult cereal. <laughs> like I, I had Lucky Charms last night. No big deal. <laughs> okay. Joseph's just a big kid anyway. So basically, but I mean, I don't, I can't figure out, like I could have Googled what time is it in Colorado versus what time is it in Ireland? And I didn't until minutes ago. So clearly I'm, I'm, grasping at straws for adulthood so okay if you could live anywhere outside of ireland where would that be well sorry it called if you, if you could live anywhere outside of ireland and literally anywhere else in the world money doesn't matter that's not the point just where would you want to live if, if it wasn't where you are probably england because uh i've been there a few times um you know it's very like similar to northern ireland so i probably just hmm. england or, oh, specifically Cambridge. It's actually a beautiful place. Like, I went there for my sister's graduation. Um, like, the buildings there are amazing, and there's this amazing we like, fudge shop. Uh, it has all these different flavors, and it's, like, really good there. That's awesome. See, this is uh-huh. when I wish – I really wish Eric was here because I want to say he's actually been to Cambridge. Like, I want to say uh-huh. him and his mom traveled there, so that would have been uh, – E, I know you're going to be listening, so we miss you, bro. Moving forward – Megan, when did you have, at what age did you have your first drink of alcohol? Or if, if I assuming you have, but when did you first start drinking? Um, I mean, like my parents would let me have little, like tiny, tiny sips when I was maybe like five or six. I don't know what exactly, age seven, eight, around then. But uh, like the first time I properly like drank was uh, my formal in upper six when I had like turned 18. Last, like, you do 18 ish, okay. Yeah, that's like, All right. that's standard. Yeah, that's yeah, that's honestly, that's about the same. That's interesting. So, what what is your favorite drink? Do you have a drink of choice? Um, I like the strawberry and lime copperberg and the blue WKD. I have no idea what you just said. What is that? A, is that a type <laughs> of is that a type? I mean, I understood the words, I've just never heard them in that combination. Is that oh, a brand? Is a UK thing, I don't know. Um, yeah, the copperberg is a cider thing. And um, I don't even know what WKD is, really. It just, it kind of tastes like bubblegum or something. It's like, <laughs> it kind of tastes like a fizzy drink. I don't know. That's fantastic. So, I mean, it's kind of like, at least over here, there's a huge new wave of like seltzers and stuff. So I'm just going to lump it in with that because I have no idea otherwise. Um, okay. Two last questions here. This one's important. I, I want you to know that I am going to judge you harshly on your answer. <laughs> just, just so you know, in your opinion, who is funnier, Dara O'Brien or Ed Byrne? Um, Dara O'Brien, because I don't know who the other person is. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, Dara is the right answer. I love Ed Byrne. He's, he's an Irish comedian as well. But Dara is amazing. Is he still, because I know he hasn't probably lived there in Ireland in a while because he's been in England or whatever. Is he still like a huge celebrity over there? Um, Probably. I, I don't know. I would say huge, but he's reasonably famous. Like I've heard of him. And I think he did like the apprentice thing, you're fired, but I didn't really watch that. Interesting. I see in my head, I thought he was like, well, I'm just a nerd on comedy, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> can in your books, can zombies swim? Do they have the ability to swim? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maybe? so okay, so it, that's not something you fleshed out in in, in the books, and there's there's at least no, no swimming scenes. No swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh man, I love it. All right, so that that was sort of my my attempt to left turn into your actual because I mean, how long have you been writing? I mean, just for fun or whatever. How how long have you been into the whole thing? Um, I think I started writing for fun. I think I was like seventeen. I think it was August seventh when I was seventeen. Um, gotcha. it was like a few, five year, nearly five years ago, I think. Uh, and then I started like taking writing seriously last year, last March during the start of like the lockdown in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's not much else to do at that point. No. So nice. So you're, you're how old then? 22, 21, 22? Yeah, 22. Yeah. Jeez. And you've published two books. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is. So did you, um, did you post any of your writings on the internet anywhere to like get feedback? I know this is kind of a popular thing these days. People write little chapters and get a following. Did you do any of that before you just went for the full length novel? Yeah, so what I was doing was I was, like, uh, posting the chapters as I went, pretty much, and uh -huh. um, getting feedback uh, from readers. Um, so that, like, has helped a lot. That's awesome. So, like, posting it to, like, just Reddit or Facebook or whatever, like, that that's kind of the idea? Mm-hmm. Dude. That's fantastic. Did any was anybody super mean? Like, it, first of all, if they were, disregard them because everything that Eric, who has read your stuff, said he says your stuff is great. So, like, clearly oh. those people are wrong. But did you get any just like naysayers? Sorry, I was just taking a drink there. Um, you're good. You're good. Um, not really. No, no one really wow. had some like fully negative to say. Although, like, since I published my book, um, well, actually both books, uh, people like had criticisms and. Uh, one of the reviews for like Protected by the Boss, that's like the Mafia Romance one. Um, they said, I'm trying to remember, it was something like they didn't find the connection was real. And they basically said it was a waste of their time. And I thought, like, you know, it's very rude. And I, like those kind of reviews kind of make me a bit like insecure, make me doubt myself a bit and just like oh. put me in a bad mood, which isn't good. But, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those people. Maybe suck. can Don't you for for everybody listening? Why not? Can you give us a two minute pitch oh, yeah. on, on yeah, yeah. both of your books? Yeah, so we everybody can yeah <laughs> put uh, you on the spot there. So the first book is The Rehabilitated, which is uh, set in a zombie apocalypse in England, and the main character is Isabella, who uh, is a soldier at a military base and. Uh, so her job was like guarding the zombies and, you know, taking them to be uh, tested, this cure thing. And um, so, like, they're looking for this cure and it's been two years into the apocalypse. And, um, like, it's, this cure has been, like, killing the zombies. Uh, 
Um, but then one of the zombies like calms down a bit and like stops growling and stuff. And so it's like kind of how um, everyone comes back from the apocalypse, how things go back to normal, and then obviously there's like a bit of like romance in it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Thank very cool. It's such a unique take on a romance novel. Like the, the I first of all, I'm basically illiterate, so like I, I haven't read many books in a long time. But like the idea in my head of a romance novel, it has nothing to do with zombies. What what made yeah. you want to like you know make those two combine? Um, I mean, I suppose because like I love romance, you know, like watching rom coms and all that. Um, and what's your favorite rom com? You know, I'm. Know. Ooh. Oh. Oh, no, I'm trying to think. There's not many that I love. Um, Is love actually popular over there? Because that's like the Oh, yeah, one. I really like it. Um, yeah, that's a good Or one. I like... See, there's so many I love. Um, I like How to Lose a t- Guy in 10 Days. I like it. That's a classic. Ooh, going yeah. way back. Yeah. I know, I only that's watched fantastic. it like last year, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that movie came out when you were like six, dude. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> um, but and then I love... Uh, the four-year-old version. I think that's really funny. Nice. It's hilarious. Yeah, those are great. Oh, there's just so many I love, and it's like you put me on spot because I like can't remember. You're good. Oh no, that's those we, are great answers. I yeah. have to lose a guy in ten days has to be probably one of the best rom-coms ever made. So yeah, that's yeah. top ten. Like I, I've watched that more than once. Like that. That's genuinely a good movie. So that's fantastic. I just saw Matthew McConaughey on his YouTube channel. He does these little videos talking about the past movies that he's made and he said that that is the movie that is far and away the most watched movie that he's ever ever made and he gets he just keeps getting residual checks in the mail because i mean and it does it plays it plays on tv on saturdays and i literally actually watched it uh, probably about two weekends ago because it was on i just couldn't help myself but turn you know from turning it (laughs) off so yeah anyway good one love it so zombies so do you, are, did you, are, are there other shows or things that you like in the zombie genre that yeah. you're a big fan of? Uh, I quite like The Walking Dead. The first three seasons are the best after that it gets a bit eh. Uh, okay. Although I do like Negan though. He's like my favorite character at the moment. Um, and then I watched Zed Nation. I really like it as well. Um, although they canceled it, which was unfortunate. Um and sorry, there's like a fly in here. Uh, <laughs> it's just a bit distracting. Um, and then there's this like we British show called In the Flesh, and it was like yeah. kind of similar with the whole thing about getting the zombies cured. Um, that's like one of my favorite shows. It's very underrated. Uh, oh, Shaun of the Dead, I love it. And zombie oh, yeah. Um, Solid. So you're a big zombie fan. This is this yeah. is your research, I guess, into the into the zombie realm. I, that that was going to be my follow up question. Did you? Is there like a forum of zombie rules that you adhered to in your book, Ooh. having watched all of these shows as reference, or did you kind of make up your own rules for your characters? Um, I suppose I took some like parts, like the. Slow versus fast zombies. I chose slow because that's obviously going to be easier, like to contain and you know control than fast zombies. Um, and then, but like something that I did differently. It's like a virus. Um, so it's like a, another strain of rabies. 
Um, so I did that, and then also uh, the other thing that I like kind of changed was you know why you normally see like uh, people coming back to life and stuff and becoming like zombies. So I just did it like if their injuries are too severe, you know, that's just it, they're dead. Like you know, if someone mm. gets their guts eaten out, that's them dead. Whereas if it's like just you know, a bite to the arm where you could survive, then that's when they become a zombie. I, a bit more realistic. I like yeah, that. I really like that because like I know that you have to suspend at least a good portion of disbelief when it comes to zombies or aliens or, or any you know fantasy film. But like yeah. when you do when you see a guy with like literally a shotgun blast through his chest, then stand up and start walking as a zombie, it's like you have no organs. There's no you don't even have ab muscles to support yourself. Like what is yeah. how does so I, I'm I actually I like that you did that. That's a great Thank that's you. a great choice, man. Good stuff. What is your second book about? Yeah, so it's protected by the boss, and uh, it's this Irish girl called Roisin, and she like went to study in America, studying psychology when she was nineteen, and so it's a year on, and she has this boyfriend called Matteo, who is in the mafia, and um, basically he's not very nice, and like in the first chapter, uh, they're at a wedding, and she is like eating cake, and he's like saying to her. Oh, don't eat too much or you'll get fat. And he's like saying, don't be doing that. So he's a bit of an asshole, to be honest. And, <laughs> um, then the boss of the mafia, Tony, um, he is like really kind and friendly to her, really welcoming. And they start getting like closer. And basically, Matteo becomes abusive. And uh, Tony gives her away out, kind of. And then it's like about their relationship developing and other dramas. Man, wh- where did your interest in the mafia? Intense. Yeah, yeah, I love this. Like I, I love I, it. I, I'm yeah. I, I need. To, I'm gonna read this one for. I sure. know. I'm so like. I was like, man. I, I, all right. I'm gonna have to do that. But where where did the where did the mafia ties come in? Are you like you watched the Godfather or where where does that yeah, come from? Pretty much. Um, I would like last year. I started watching all these old mafia movies like um. Well, I've seen The Godfather years ago. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, Goodfellas. Uh, yeah. You know, stuff like that. I was watching those. And I started watching the TV series of Sopranos as well. Um, so that's like kind of how that came about. You're that's- delving into the classics. That's great. Yeah, man. Also, I'm catching kind of a theme. And I don't know if it just – obviously, you are not like – a spokesperson for all of Ireland. So I'm just asking you, is is American, at least media, is it relatively popular over there? Because a lot of things you, you've listed have been, you know, mostly American stuff. Oh, no, no, definitely. Like, we would watch a whole lot of American movies and TV shows. Um, like, Breaking Bad. Um, all these American shows, like, yeah. we watch them all well, as well as, like, the British shows. Um, yeah, yeah. I think most so, like, people would watch American shows over here. Hollywood is just—it's you know—it's taking over the world. I guess, I guess this is what it is. So, do you have like a favorite American author mm. or authors? I don't know, but like, is there somebody that you like particularly like, or, or who are your you know author inspirations? Or, or Martin, he's American, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've like been reading the second Game of Thrones book. Um, but I liked, I really liked as a kid this author, Michael Morpogo, but I'm pretty sure he's like British. Um, he like wrote ki- um, kids' books about like animals and stuff. And 
so my mom would like read those books to me when I was younger um, and then there's this one that I used to read uh, My Sister the Vampire I can't remember her name though uh, or I like Veronica Roth actually the woman who did uh, Divergent uh, mm. the, oh yeah um, cool yeah those would probably that's be like, awesome Eric, uh, our co-host, who was you know, and that's my fault. So sorry, E. He wanted me to ask you a couple of questions as far as like growing up in Ireland. When it comes to your identity, God, I wish you were here, Eric. You're smarter than me. You could ask these better. Is your identity tied to like being Irish, or is it more or less tied to being like in the UK? Like English is kind of the same. Wales is kind of like you know what I mean. Like, do you differentiate yourself as being like I'm a I'm a proud Irish, or we're kind of all the same? Oh, well, sorry, you, you cut off a bit there. Ah, dang it, technology. So it is your, growing up, like you and your friends and, and family and whatnot, are, is your identity very tied to being Irish? Or do you more or less just kind of, do, do you pull in parts of the English culture and I don't know what, anything Welsh culture, but like, do you just kind of pull all together as like the UK? Or do you consider yourself like, no, I am Irish? Well, you see, the thing is, I'm in Northern Ireland, so it's like very different because we are like part of the UK. And then there's the whole, like, Protestant-Catholic divide, and it's like, are you Northern Irish, Irish, British? Um, I mean, I prefer to call myself Irish because more people around the world would know Irish, if you know what I mean. Because a lot of people know about, like, Northern Ireland. Um, um, I mean, I don't really mind, really, but I would classify myself more as Irish just because, you know, I love the Southern Irish accent and all that. Um. But no, uh, so we would have like quite a lot of stuff from the UK and like that we would use their words usually. Um, like my accent is very different to ones in Southern Ireland would be. Um, uh, and I probably use like English isms. I don't know how you would describe that. But like <laughs> a word like minging, sometimes I would say that and that's like more English than Irish. Or they would have words in Ireland that I, like, wouldn't use. Like, I'm pretty sure they use culture for, like, a country person. Uh, whereas in Northern Ireland, I don't really use that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I'm curious what the um, – so I lived in France for three years in Paris. And it was really shocking to me the concept I had to get someone to basically explain the feeling around – flying the French flag and that that's quite a nationalistic thing to do. And whereas we're so proud of the American flag here, that's, you know, it's the so symbol of the, I mean, it's everywhere. It's on every business. People hang it on all their homes, but um, it was a really interesting concept for me to wrap my head around that flying. If you kind of proudly flew the French flag outside of your home or balcony, um, that kind of signaled that it, you were sort of nationalistic and therefore mm-hmm potentially racist against um, other countries, races, ethnicities. I wonder, is that at all applicable in Ireland or? Like we, uh, a few years ago, maybe 2012 or 2013, it might've been. Uh, like, see, we have in Stormont, it's like a building in Belfast and it's like a government building. And they used to have like the British flying up there. And when they took it down, there were like so many people protesting and, I remember for years they would put up like the British flag, like it was literally everywhere. It's kind of come down now, but 
I mean, around the 12th of July, it's like a Protestant celebration thing. Uh, they would put up like their own flags, not to do with like Britain, but I, I don't really know what it is, but like organization flags, maybe. Um, they would put that sort of stuff up. And then like in the more Catholic Irish areas, they would have the Irish flag up. And this is like a real divide in our country. Well, not a real divide, but it sometimes it's a divide. It just depends because like I'm a Catholic, but my friends are like all Protestants. So I, I don't care about religion, what religion they are, what background they come from. But others would be like very, you know, not, I'm not going to be friends with a Catholic or I'm not going to be friends with a Protestant. Um, and they'd be really That's against... That's so like, interesting. Yeah, no, they'd be like really against having like the different flag up. Like if they're more nationalist background, they'd be like, no, I don't want the British flag up. And then if they're more uh, unionist background, they'd be like, no, I don't want anything to do with the Irish flag. So that would be like how we are with flags. So it's like quite different, really. No, yeah, I but totally that's understand. really interesting that it's tied to so specifically to religion. Yeah. Um, and you're correct. I'm an Irish Catholic, by the way. I, my, all my 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 mom's heritage and I, quite a bit of my dad's too. We did the DNA testing, but my mom's family is the O'Rourke's, and they're you know we traced it straight back to Ireland. So um, yes, <laughs> which coincidentally is also why Ashley and I are not friends. I'm not Catholic. Yeah, right. So can't, yeah, can't be friends with her. This That's podcast wild. I mean, honestly, it's not that far. It's not that far removed from America. I mean, it, 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 religious lines they really. They matter, at least to some people. And maybe, and I don't want to broad stroke this because it's not fair. I know there's a couple of, I've looked at our demographics recently. We have a couple of listeners that are over 65, so I'm sure it's not you. Oh. But I think it's an age thing. I, I really do. I think a lot of people were grown up with, with, were raised with this idea of either nationalism or religious, but just ways to be exclusive or to, you know, you know what I mean? And maybe it's just a younger thing where we're just more inclusive these days. Like I really couldn't care less if you're an atheist or if you're a Catholic, you know what Like yeah. it doesn't, I don't know if it means as much Is that, is that kind of the vibe you get from your generation over there? That's the kind of younger people don't really care as much. I mean, it just depends because like, uh, one of my old friends who I'm not friends with anymore, like she was a Catholic and she said like, she was very like, you know, she wouldn't date a Protestant and sometimes she wasn't allowed to like go to Protestant areas, but I'm I think that was me because of her parents, I'm not sure. Uh whereas like one of my friends is an atheist and then they're like mostly Protestant as well. But I mean, I personally do not care whether you're Muslim, Catholic, Protestant, atheist, whatever. Yeah. Um and then like I, I think it just depends on the person because most of my friends they don't care about religion, but then you would find some other people who would and like we had uh, riots recently, um, like in Belfast and places, and I think that was like more the unionist side. Um, I'm not sure if that was like to do with religion or if it was me. I think it was mainly because of Brexit, but as well as that, like one of the leaders was like saying, like you know, blaming it on the uh, Sinn Fein and stuff because they had gone to like some funeral thing, and it was just a whole mess. And you know, yeah. I, d I don't want anyone writing, you know? <laughs> For, yeah. Absolutely, I, I, we, we, yeah. Why can't we all just get along? That actually, I wanted to ask you later about Brexit, but since you brought it up, I, what is the the Irish view of, or at least, you know, again, you're not the spokesperson <laughs> for all of it, but like what what is, you know, you and your social circle, what, what do y'all think about the idea of Brexit? No, like we're completely against it. Like I, I think, I'm pretty sure I was like 16 or 17 at the time when they were voting. Um, I 
wish I could have been the eighteen to like vote to stay in the EU. Um, mm -hmm. My parents voted to stay. Uh, I think like mainly because you know the problem is we're in Northern Ireland and uh, we don't want like an Irish Northern Irish border if you know what I mean um, because like trade and stuff. And, yeah. uh, I For think, sure. I think maybe fifty seven percent or something of Northern Ireland voted to stay. It was something like that, or maybe higher, or I'm not sure, but it was somewhere around there. And, um, like, I think now that we have, like, left, they're kind of regretting it. And I think that was part of the reason there were riots, because, like, shipments coming in and out, and I think maybe drugs were being found more often and stuff because of this, like, harder border Brexit, whatever it is. I don't really know, because I'm not, like, fully up to date on politics, but yeah, fair. that sort of stuff, It yeah. I don't know. It's wild. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it just, just the food tariffs uh, I've seen. I mean, this is all via like, I, I watched some British comedies, like British panel shows and like food tariffs have already gone up. Like it just, everything is going to be more expensive. It seems, yeah, which is yeah. just wild, but I, I'm purposefully saying food because I wanted to ask you, what is your view of Americans and food and just American food in general? Do, do you have views on that? Is it, is it as, is it portrayed, uh, negatively as i would expect it to be or is it just kind of a neutral thing i mean i've heard the portions are like way bigger over there um, you have no idea <laughs> no i've heard it's something like a small is like the equivalent or like a small here is the equivalent of a no wait am i doing that wrong or a large where you are is probably a small here yeah that's what sure. i mean yes thank you that's what i meant um yeah, um, like, I remember I tried, you know, Twinkies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I tried those, right? And I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. Because I seen Zombieland, and I saw how obsessed uh, Tallahassee was with them. And I tried it, <laughs> oh, and I was so disappointed. Yeah. You say we're near as good as I thought it was going to be. They taste that's stale. like what we call gas station food. That's yes. pretty bad. <laughs> that is <laughs> that is you give the kids that to keep them quiet, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. Uh, here's a quick story. I was in a train station in Germany and I was hung over and I needed a burger. And uh, I was like 21 maybe at the time. And that was back when I was still living on triple cheeseburgers. Mm -hmm. And I went to a McDonald's in a German train station and I walked up to the guy and I said, I want two triple cheeseburgers. And the look on this poor German guy's face when he was like, what are you even talking? First of all, they don't even have triple cheeseburgers. That's not an option in Germany. They don't sell it. And when he, like, you could see the wheel spinning. He's processing, like, not only are you ordering a triple that we don't even have, you're ordering two. Like, what is wrong with you Americans? Like, you could see it on his face. It's like, you Americans are crazy. Like, yeah, well, you know, it's what we do. But that brings me to this week's quiz. Everybody get excited. I've got a couple of weird American foods. And I want to know if you've A, even know what they are, and then B, if you've ever tried them. Okay. So to start, to start, do you know what cheese whiz is? Is it like a sporty cheese? I don't know. Yes. Yes. Spray cheese. Ding, ding, ding. I, I, I hate those. Yeah, oh, me too. It's, it's disgusting. To, to even call that cheese is, is oof, that's a long way to go. All right. Do you know what grits are? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> in my Googlings, apparently Tesco sells them in and around England. I couldn't find anywhere in Ireland that sells them, so it's not surprising. It's kind of like I porridge. barely know what they are, to be honest. <laughs> 
that's come on, man. You're from the south, but you're. I know. No, it's it's like ground corn. It's kind of like porridge. It's it's like a real thin. It's like a real thin mashed potato consistency to make a yeah. overly racist mashed potato joke for an Irish person. Moving on. Do you know what Rocky Mountain oysters are? No. <laughs> oh, Ash, you do. Your face says you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Megan, these are. Uh, of this list, this is the second grossest thing I'm going to say. It's uh, it's cow or well, not cow. It's bull testicles uh-huh. that are yeah. usually filleted and deep fried. They're not that great. I've tried them. Fried. Right. Uh, yeah, it's also nice. No, no. It, it's really not, man. It's, it's really not. You can skip that one. Uh huh. <laughs> Have you heard of or ever tried a turducken? No. <laughs> God, we just i knew this was going to be the way it goes but it still it it just it hits me it slaps me like god we are just obsessed with food a turducken uh and feel free to cook this for your friends and family it's a chicken stuffed in a duck stuffed in a turkey oh i see i might have seen that in the movie or something <laughs> yeah and and sometimes just, also deep fried for, oh yeah, yeah almost yeah, always yeah yeah throw that throw almost that. always speak, deep fried speaking of deep fried have you had or even heard of megan deep fried oreos I mean, I could believe it because I've heard deep fried Mars bars. Yep. There you go. Same thing. Same idea. All right. So, all right. So, you, do you guys do that over there? Is that, is that a thing? You guys deep fry candy? I don't know. I don't think it's very common. <laughs> God damn it. We are so, oh God, we love the, the Oreo so thing. We have our huge Texas state fair. That is huge. like the deep fried Oreos is, is the main attraction of that <laughs> event. <laughs> so gross, dude. All right. Uh, two more, three more, three more. This one I've never heard of. I'll admit I was just Googling around to find say, have you heard of an Ashley U2? Have you guys heard of a Kulikle? A Kulikle? No. Kulikle? Mm-hmm. Must be some kind of popsicle variation, I'm guessing. I, I thought as well. It's a pickle brined oh, in Kool-Aid. <laughs> Oh, gosh. That's out of control. Apparently, dude, it's disgusting. It looks disgusting, at least. Okay, uh, two more. Two more. And this one right here, I wouldn't even know about, except it's it's kind of a delicacy uh, where my wife is from in South Dakota, which is a state you don't need to know about. (laughs) Tiger meat. Do you know what tiger meat is? And actually, I'm guessing you don't either, because it's not a Southern thing. We didn't have that back in the day. Megan, any idea? A tiger, and they killed it and ate it. Uh, good news. No tigers involved. None whatsoever. No tigers involved whatsoever, but it's actually even more gross. It's, uh, it's beef, eggs, onion powder, and salt and pepper all mixed together and not cooked and put on a plate and you just eat it with a spoon. It's revolting. Well, that's kind of like beef tartare, which I've had plenty of in Paris. So do you like it? Yes, actually I do eat that. (laughs) i'll have to show you some pictures raw i mean i'm down with sushi but that's just all right last one i would not do that in south dakota in france where the cows like fully roam out in the actual pastures and then you know you get it at a nice restaurant where they basically chop up the meat it's like sushi grade meat Hmm. and then seasoned it's it can be very good (laughs) <laughs> ah, I'll take your word for it. All right. Yeah. Last one. And uh, Ash, I know you'll know what this is because I've referenced it on a previous episode. Megan, do you know what the double down is? And I'll give you a hint. It's made by Kentucky Fried Chicken. Do you have any idea what that is? Is it like a double chicken burger or something? <gasps> yes, dude. It's a it's a bacon and cheese sandwich. But instead of bread, it's two fried chicken patties as oh, the boss. So weird. <laughs> 
It's uh, it's actually not that bad if you're just absolutely wrecked. It was so popular here. <laughs> they, they, they they let it go for a limited time. It was like a three month thing, and there was so much to, like demand to bring it back. They're literally bringing it back. Like KFC was like, "All right, I guess you crazy fool. Like we did it as a joke, but you fools, I guess we're gonna do it." Aww. Here's the second part of this quiz, and Ashley, this one's for you. Ashley, do you know what black and white pudding is? <laughs> this is Irish stuff now, huh? Yes. Um, yes. No, not in particular. I don't. Megan, are you a fan of black and white pudding? I mean, I really liked it as a kid, but then I had it like a few months ago and I really didn't like the taste of it. I don't it, know if it was maybe underdone or something. Okay, so I was going to ask you, it is cooked though. It's not raw. I mean, it, it's no, cooked. No, no, it's cooked. Okay. Okay. See, at least it's already a step up from tiger meat. So I'm okay with it, but it's like, it's pork and, and like, and blood. Yeah. Like, isn't yeah. it like, it's literally like, that's what gives it the black color. Like, mm. wow. Okay. This was just weird to me. A crisp sandwich. Is that as normal? Is that as normal as, as the internet made it sound? You just don't have that in America. No, Ash, oh, have you God. ever just put potato chips on bread and that's it and eaten it? Yeah, um, not just potato chips, but I definitely do put potato chips on like turkey sandwiches. Really? Yeah. Wait, Megan, so do, is this a normal thing for you? Yeah, like, I would eat it. Like you get the bread, you put butter on, and then you get your favorite crisps and put them in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you toast the bread at all or it's just no, like no. soft bread? No, no just no. White, white bread and just buttered and then eat it basically. I mean, it sounds mm. delicious. Don't worry. Like, I like buttered bread and I like chips. Yeah, like how bad can it be? That is wild. Okay. Um, how about let's see, we've got some good. Oh, how about box tea? B-O-X-T-Y. Ash, any idea? Box tea? Gosh, I'm totally stumped on all these. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've never heard of it or had it ever in my life. It's like a potato dumpling or like a potato pancake, best I can tell. Like it actually looks really good. It looks like a hash brown, kinda. Like is it Megan, is it like are they like deep fried? Is that kind of the idea? I have no idea. I've never heard of this thing. Oh, well, the internet lied to me. It says it's a very popular thing. Uh, no, actually, Megan, you guys love box tea. Let me tell you. I Googled it, so I'm sure. I'm certain you guys <laughs> love it. Uh, all right. How about coal cannon? Is that a thing? I've never heard of that either. Wow. The internet. I've never been lied to before by the internet. This is amazing. Uh, it says it's like uh, kale and cabbage and potatoes oh, and, you hide, and you hide toys inside. Is I that not a thing goodness. at all? I've it's like, a, actually, you've heard of like King's Cake where they like had like toys and stuff down there. Yeah, that's like a real right. Southern thing. But I thought it was like the Irish version of that. But maybe this is just- Well, it's, a, it's, it's a Louisiana thing and it's uh, the French. King's Cake thing. But it's comes it's from France too. They do yeah. that. The uh, something de raw is king. What is the word for cake? Anyway, yes, that's yeah. where it came from. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Wow. All right. So uh, honestly- that is sounds so classy for just cake. That sounds so good. <laughs> Megan, genuinely, thank you for like like ripping these apart. Because in my head, I was like, wow, you guys eat some weird shit. But apparently, well, okay. apparently not really. I'm from Northern Ireland, so it could be different in the slice. I don't know. So what's, let's just, all right, just, just to the left. What's your favorite food? What's your like go-to? Uh, just like, a, so what's your favorite food. hangover food? Um, I don't really have one I would eat when I have a hangover. I do like spaghetti bolognese. Um, okay. Who doesn't, right? Yeah, I so feel like good. that's worldwide. Or I like cottage pie. I don't know if do you have that over there? No. Mm -mm. Okay. It's basically right here, mince and there's carrots and peas. And then you like obviously you cook that and you put gravy on and then you get mash and it goes over the top and then you put it like in the oven. All right. Kind of like say, a shepherd's pie, probably. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Looks very similar, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. How about Barmbrack? Is that a thing? I don't know. I haven't heard of that. I need to email. I, I have the list of where I got these. I'm going to email all these people and tell them they're liars. How dare they? It looks like fruit bread, like fruity tea loaf or something. It's got like raisins and like it's tea bread. It's just tea bread just sounded really weird to me. So it stood out like I, I didn't really know. I didn't really know what to do with it. So, okay. If you don't mind, I am curious to kind of press the religious thing. Were you raised Catholic? Are your parents like big into any of that? Um. Well, my mom, like she came from a very religious family. Like I'm pretty sure she had to go to mass every Saturday and Sunday or something ridiculous. Mm. Um, and then like one of my uncles is a priest as well. Um, oh, wow. And then my dad's uh, side of the family was kind of religious. Uh, but they're like atheists now, like my parents and my sister. Uh, and now I'm like agnostic. So, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, that's if I were to classify myself, I would definitely consider myself agnostic. Mm -hmm. Is that as... It's not taboo here. I mean, Ash, what, what would you say? Like, it, atheism is on the rise or whatever, but it's still kind of it's still kind of viewed negatively here. You know what I mean? Like, it, Ash, mm, would you agree with that? It's a it's a little um, aggressive of a word, I guess. It's yeah. people are a little yeah yeah. Atheist almost carries like a negative connotation here. Mm -hmm, Megan, mm -hmm. is, is that the same up the, by by you up there? I don't know over there, whatever. Is, is that kind of the same over there, or is is it more chill being an atheist? I don't, I don't really know what it's like. I mean. Like, I went to this integrated secondary school, and they said they were like, uh, I think, like, I don't know what ethos or something you would call it, maybe, uh, was like integrating Catholics and Protestants and those of other religions or none. So, I suppose it is like kind of accepted, but then you see, if you say you're an atheist, people ask, oh, Protestant or Catholic atheist, that <laughs> it's like more the thing over here. That, like, that's Protestant. amazing. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like that sort of thing you probably get asked. So it's it, Protestant or Catholic is almost less religious and more just familial. Just it, it's more yeah. like a like your race than it is your belief system. Yeah. I mean I think it's because like um there's a whole unionist thing, people who are like really want to be with Britain and they're usually more Protestant and then the whole nationalist thing wanting to be a united Ireland, that's like usually more Catholic and um, like you know we have paramilitaries and stuff which is not good um like there'll be UDA and then like IRA and stuff and yeah I mean I just think get rid of all paramilitaries and you know don't care about whatever religion someone is just accept people as they are but you know who knows well preach <laughs> absolutely preach man no that's the future I hope, I hope it so, yeah so what do you have or do you have any novels or ideas in the works? Or are you working on something? You know, did you have a new project coming up? Yes. So at the moment I have been writing the sequel to The Rehabilitated, which is the zombie book. Heck yeah. Um, yeah so I know Eric will be excited. He genuinely, like he has been texting us like, I can't put this down. Well, I guess he's a kid. Oh, but you know what I mean? He's like, he's a big fan. So I wish he was here. But anyways, oh, go ahead. What's the next one about? Uh, yeah, no. So it's like a direct sequel with the same characters um it should be out hopefully within the next few days or the end of next week oh well. all right congratulations yeah. yeah breaking it this is this is your coming out publishing party, i'm actually right? super interested to know how the publishing process of this worked um how did you get in touch with someone or did somebody get in touch with you and and how does that how does that all work uh so my friend a few years ago told me about self-publishing and then last year, that's like when I looked into it. 
and I found out that I could publish for free on Amazon. So once I had like the book um, written, edited, and I had the cover, um, all I had to do was make um, an account. Well, I had like you use your Amazon account to like merge it with the Kindle Direct Publishing KDP, that thing. Uh, and then I just uploaded the manuscript and the cover and then you press publish and it's usually up within a few hours, but sometimes it can take longer. That's incredible. I had no idea. That's amazing. Thanks. <laughs> truly, what would it be like? Oh my God. That's so cool. So so right now, you, you do you have your new one uploaded? No, no, no. It's uh, I still have to do like the last chapter and then edit it. But the oh no, I actually need to finalize the cover anyway. Uh, but hopefully that won't take too long and it'll be up within like a few days, hopefully. Dude. Did you get like an illustrator to work with you or on the cover? Somebody oh, yeah. to create one for you or? Because did you really do it cool yourself or? Yeah, yeah, because they look great. I mean. Oh, thank you. Uh, so with the first book, I got one of my friends to like do the the inside heart, and then I did the rest of it. Like I did the outside heart, the title and stuff. And then with the second book, um, I did that all myself. And the third book, I will be doing that one myself as well. Dude. That is this is amazing to me because I I went to film school and mm-hmm. I graduated just around that phase where things were really transitioning from conventional ways of having to go through a very formalized process to everybody having access to cameras and editing materials and the internet to post things. And where this is just completely taken over where you, I mean, obviously the, the advent of YouTube stars and, and, and what you're doing yeah. is just amazing. You just take it into your own hands and put it out there and see what yeah. the world thinks of it. That's really cool. Good for you. Really amazing. So did the did um sorry Joe I keep no, go, go, I, I have no, more and more no, questions. Ash, go all you did did when you got sort of feedback as you were publishing some chapters on forums or whatever did that influence your writing or did you have a very in your mind this is the way I want it to go and I'm going to stay with it or are you trying to like please the masses if you get people wanting things to go one way or another? Um, so before I started writing, I like planned out all the chapters and I mean I added like bits and removed some things. Uh, with the rehabilitated, there wasn't really anything negative, I don't think. Not that I can remember anyway. Uh, and then with the second book, Protected by the Boss, uh, someone did say, like, there was this mean character I introduced, Flavio. Uh, and then, like, they were saying, oh, I hope he doesn't, like, mess things up. And then that, like, someone said that to me. Uh, and then that just kind of gave me an idea uh, for something that happens when she goes to Italy, I'm not gonna spoil it. Um, but just like give me an idea for um, another bit of the book, which was like a, a bad thing that happened. That's amazing. Um, that is cool. And not like real time, but I mean, kind of like real time feedback. Like as you're mm-hmm. writing it and posting it, people can. Oh my god, I love it. That's friggin' fantastic. What a cool. Like it's just it's changing how books can be written. Like you're, right. You're getting, that's as, what I was thinking. Yeah. How awesome is that? Like you already know if people are kind of enjoying it and you can tell what sort of what works and how you keep like, oh man. And I don't know anything about the gaming world. So I'm not the person to comment on this properly, but I know that like, you know, the whole choose your own adventure (laughs) thing is kind of the way things are going. And then that's, but there's been talk of implementing that into film scripts and, 
you know, where you, okay, the characters come to a standpoint and then do you, like I, Netflix has even talked about this. Do you, they go this way and you choose this chapter or they go the other way and you choose this chapter, which is so interesting. They have that for kids shows on Netflix. My son ah, is big deep into one right now where like every two, three minutes it stops and it says, do you want to go here or there? Do you want to do this or that? Like what, like that's, that's probably going to be the future for adults too. Like, you know, obviously it'll be more, it, it'll be a lot more in depth than do you want a blue popsicle or red popsicle, which is literally one of the questions he was at. And he stopped. He's like, dad, which one do you think I want? I was like, I don't think it matters, man. I really, I really don't think it's going to matter at all, but I didn't play. I played along. Anyways, but that's awesome. Okay. So, and, and obviously I, I don't want to spoil anything. I've not read the new book. Clearly I've not read the new book. So anybody listening, I'm not spoiling that. How do you decide if, and don't say names or anything, if a character was to die, how would you even decide like, all right, I'm going to kill this guy or girl. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, do you, I guess, A, do you feel emotionally connected to the characters that you're writing? And B, what would make you want to kill one of them off? Does that make sense? Yes. So in the second book, I have killed off two characters. Wow. Um, it was mainly for like the plot, like uh, for the Isabella's like kind of, I don't know if you say development, maybe uh, just like, for her to go through emotionally like draining stuff um that was why i killed them basically um and you know i did get emotional when i was writing it you know she had a few tears get out that's, that's awesome. amazing because I, I get i get very attached to my characters and you know although i, I know they need to die i kind of like don't want to kill them you know oh man that's i love that you have that emotional attachment I do how too. how how long do you spend writing like a day? Do you write every day or what's your process? Like, do you write in the morning? Do you write at night? I'm just interested the creative process. And, and if you have to put it aside, like if you get emotional, do you have to put it down for a bit and pick it back up or. Um, I try and write most days, but I don't obviously get to write every day because sometimes I'm too tired or like sickness or whatever. Um, I usually write for an hour, sometimes less, sometimes more. It just depends. Uh, I try and get a chapter done, but that isn't always possible. Uh, like the other day, I wrote like 2,000 words, um, and I had to leave it because it, I think it was getting to like 5 in the morning, and I had like training or work or something the next day, and I like God. getting to sleep. Um, and I write from usually like around sometimes 11 p.m. on and off to the latest I wrote was like 7 a.m. Uh Wow. At the moment, I've been writing usually like two to three, three to four, whatever. Um, wow. So you're a night owl. I feel like that's very common uh, amongst creatives that mm. yeah. stay up in the night. I could see that. Yeah, no, I mean, shoot, like it's, it's midnight your time right now. I can't. <laughs> thank oh, you for fine. even still being with us, man. We're taking away your writing time. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't worry. It's fine. I won't write until like two or three in the morning or something. Are you serious? Do you write? Do you drink while you write? Do, do you? Oh, are you no. always sober? Or how does that work? No, no, like I've been out drinking with friends on that night. I can't write because I'm like too like distracted. I don't know if that's the word or like I feel a bit like tired too, like relaxed to write and not in the right like mood because I suppose I'm writing sometimes I'm a bit more like energetic and mm -hmm. like after I've been drunk and like laughing with friends, whatever, uh, like I can't write. So no, I, I write so You've much. used all your brain energy yeah. already. You, yeah, yeah you've, you've yeah. got to save that for your writing. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Coffee or tea? Or, or do you try to be like sober, sober? I don't like drinking tea or coffee. I don't like them. Uh, I just drink water, really. You don't drink caffeine? Do you drink caffeine at all? No. 
Oh my Good God. Good for you. That's, that's healthy. How do you yeah. stay up till 6 a.m. without caffeine? What, what do you, how does that even work? I suppose I sleep too late in the afternoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. Just full on nocturnal. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. Well, dude. Uh, yeah, that's friggin' awesome, man. Like this is, I, I am uh, honestly like, I, I will admit I haven't like picked up a book in forever, but I'm going to be asking Eric all about how it goes. Cause I, I am intrigued nonetheless. And yeah, dude. Uh, did you, okay. So for this episode, I usually post nonsense to Instagram. Can I use that picture of you holding your book or, or do you care? Yeah, yeah, you can use that. Awesome. Well, dude. Uh, yeah, man. Okay. Here's one last question. Um, just to try and wrap this up because you know, I don't know how to wrap up an episode. If you, anybody listening, you guys know, I don't know how to do that. So what, why do you write? And I mean, I obviously not just like, I mean, of course, you know, money, it'd be nice to get paid to do what you love or whatever, but like you're on this podcast, we don't have any money. We don't pay our guests. So mm-hmm. clearly it's not, it's not money yet. What compelled you to write? Well, you know what I mean? Like, is, is, do you just love the process or what is it that just makes you want to be a writer? I mean, I don't know. I suppose I just really love writing. Um, like I'm very, imaginative and like creative like I get so many ideas in my head I have like I think it's around 370 now which is like crazy um so I think it's just trying to get those ideas out and like into a book form and you know it's nice when other people you know comment or whatever and they say that they're really enjoying the book and you know sometimes maybe it's helping their mental health or whatever so I think that's really nice to be able to help people and you know help them enjoy uh, my books when they're going through a rough time or whatever, especially like during COVID and all. Um, yeah. So I think that's like really rewarding when you know that someone likes your book. Um, and yeah, obviously the money is nice. And I that, I, <laughs> I really want to make a career out of like writing, um, you know, do like authoring full time. Uh, so that's like the big dream. Dude. Would you ever be open or willing or wanting to have these turned into movie scripts that have see see your stories on screen Ooh. is that something that interests you at all or yeah i think that would be amazing because like i watched i would right yeah. and stuff all the time and like, i feel like these genres that you're hitting are i mean they're like eternally yeah. popular so i hope yeah. so. <laughs> dude any movie producers out there we've we've yeah. got untapped material for you yeah you get yeah. hit me up we'll get you in touch with megan i'll only take a very small fee i promise oh, <laughs> well dude seriously thank you for coming on man this was incredibly awesome. interesting and very Delightful. fun and anybody out there listening man uh check it out Say, all right two more can you get them on kindle amazon where, where, where can people get your books yes on amazon on uh there's paperback versions and there are the kindle version ebook thingy uh I don't, I don't really use Kindle, so I, I know more <laughs> uh, But yeah, they can find it on Amazon if they look up Megan Dara or hopefully if they type in the Rehabilitated or Protected by the Boss, hopefully that would come up. I love it. Megan Dara, it's D-A-R-R-A-G-H. Go check her out, everybody. And uh, thank you for listening. I, seriously, we, we really appreciate it that you would give us your time. So have a good one. Thanks, everybody.